Blog Talk Radio. Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we're grateful to God that we are allowed to come across the uh, global uh, listener, global listening uh, network this Saturday afternoon. Uh, that you're listening to uh, Vincent Bohannon, E. Rain, 
And I'm so glad that he reigns forever for our Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. He reigns forevermore, and there is none like him. You can search all over, and you won't find another person like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Once again, we are here at Global uh, Block Talk Radio. Uh, you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. So let your family, your friends know that we are on every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. If you need to reach out to us, we are on uh, Facebook as Global Gospel. We are on Instagram as Global Gospel. We are on Twitter as Global Gospel. So like us, befriend us, send us a message. Shout us out. Let us know that you're listening. We thank God for all our listeners all across the United States of America, uh, in the north, the south, the east, and the west. We thank God for those that are in Canada, those that are in South Africa, those that are in Germany, those that are in India, in Australia, those that are in Norway, those that are in Jamaica, West Indies, Turks and Caicos, wherever you may be listening We thank God for each and every one of you, and we pray God's blessing upon your life as you listen in. If you need to uh, write us, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331, Hempstead, New York, 11550. If you need to call us and leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 516-481-3187. If you would like to email us, email us at global gospel17 at gmail.com so certainly there's so many ways that you can reach out to us and we do want you to stay tuned with us on this afternoon because we do have a very special guest for you our theme here at global gospel comes from second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3 but if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God commanded the light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And we come with no other message today but the gospel of Jesus Christ, because the gospel, it is good news. It is the power of God unto salvation. We want to encourage you to continue. For the month of January, we embarked on an endeavor to um, have an evening inspiration. So each and every uh, afternoon for the month of January, we have been posting. So on Facebook and Twitter, a scripture and a brief uh, message or word of encouragement. Today, we are up to day 19, so this evening, uh, look on our post to see what this evening's scripture is, and it certainly, uh, we should all challenge ourselves to study more of God's word, and anybody that studies God's word knows that sometimes it can be very challenging to uh, set aside a private devotional time every day, but uh, we've been challenged on this year to do that, because we can never know enough about Christ, and every time you read the scripture, there is something different. So we thank God. Uh, once again, our number here in studio is 619-924-0800. And we will give opportunity for you to call in later. 
we are going to uh, take a break. Uh, this song simply says, is uh, entitled Alive by G. Mays. We hear this selection. We will be back with our very special guest for this afternoon, who I will introduce at that time. So stay tuned and continue listening. Remember, all our shows are archived, so you can go back and listen at any time. Alive, G. Mays. Can we say about her? 
Shana is a, you say, is a licensed minister who works in higher education as a student affairs professional. She has served as a residence hall director, student involvement coordinator, academic advisor, and counselor at Long Island University Post Campus. Shana currently works at Fordham University as a director of programs within the Graduate School of Education. She obtained a Bachelor of Science in Business Management, a teaching certification, and a Master's of Science in School Counseling from the Long Island University. Currently, Shana is enrolled in a doctoral program at Manhattanville College studying higher education leadership with a desire of becoming a student affairs executive. It is through Shana's passion for student development and exemplary work in ministry, she was appointed as the assistant campus pastor of Long Island University for two years. Shana attended United One Accord Theology Institute of Brooklyn, New York, where she completed courses from Children's Foundation to teachers' training. Since the beginning of Shana's career, she has been an advocate for faith and education. In the summer of 2012, Shana became a member of Chai New Alpha Christian Sorority Incorporated, where she provides community service and faith-based programs to uplift women in today's society. As a result of her efforts, she became a youth pastor at Christ Church of Oyster Bay, New York, and provided faith enrichment, life skills, workshops, and youth mentorship. Shana has performed servant leadership and academic enrichment to youth and young adults throughout New York City and its neighboring states along the East Coast. Shana desires to use education as a platform to connect people to their life's purpose. She believes that when you find your purpose, it is at that moment that you will begin to live a full, balanced, and blessed life. God bless you, Minister Shana. How are you this afternoon? God bless you. I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me on the show today. Well, thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule. And as your uh, bio and resume suggests, you are a busy person. So we thank you for (laughs) taking a few minutes to share with us on this afternoon. Thank you. So how are you doing? It's it's all right. I'm doing pretty well. just looking forward to sharing with you and uh, expanding my voice and impact uh, through the Global Gospel Network. So I'm really excited to be here. Thank you again. Um, so I I, I read um, to the listeners um, who you who you what you've done, but um, you can tell us exactly who you are. And um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your background. Sure. Um, so I am one of seven children. I am in the middle. <laughs> um, come from a very large family. I was uh, born in Brooklyn, New York, Flatbush to be exact. And I grew right, up Brooklyn. in, um, yeah, I grew up in a very uh, homogeneous, holistic Christian household. Um, there are many ministry gifts, prophets, pastors, bishops, um, teachers law enforcement. My father is a retired police chief detective for the New York City Police Department. Um, I definitely enjoy the different arts. I particularly am a drummer as well, which 
some people do know that about me that actually know me. Uh, but if you know of me, you may not know that part. Um, I started playing drums when I was about 12 years old, and I began in the Churches of God in Christ. So um, my foundation into public ministry was by way of music ministry. It wasn't until later on um, in life that I began to accept my purpose and calling to the teaching and preaching ministry. And so from then, I started to embark on doing public speaking, went into Bible school, then I transitioned into the collegiate. And being someone that comes from a household that's very driven in uh, holiness and doing things God's way, it was a bit of a conflict at some times uh, talking about my development in higher education. And so God allowed me to see how they both go together. And so I believe most of my trajectory has been to bridge the gap between the church institution and the higher education institution. And so today what you see is a conglomeration of both entities that God has placed me in, and I'm basically using both platforms to show how they go together, they work together, and that you too uh, can put your trajectory career as well alongside your ministerial work if there be any that you know that you're capable of doing. So that's a little bit about who I am. Wow, and um, uh, you said a lot, and um, I would just like to pull out a few things from just what you said before we go further. Um, but uh, we do have a very short time. An hour goes by quite, uh, quite quickly. Um, so you said yeah. you're a mi- the middle child. Is it true what they say about the middle child is the most stable child? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> In my so? Uh, particular opinion, I think it depends on the parental style and the culture of that family because there are certain families that tend to one child more than the other. And it doesn't matter if they're first, second, or third. And so I think it may not necessarily be accurate, but studies do show that it's possible because the child has the opportunity to see the older siblings and the opportunity to see the younger siblings. So I get why they would surmise that that is a possibility. But I think out of all of my siblings, we're all pretty solid. We're all educated. We all love God. We're all go-getters. We all contribute to society in some way, shape, form, or fashion because we came from really good grounding homes. So I think the onus is on the parents more so than the child, just to kind of give my feedback on that. Okay. That was just a sidebar. Sorry about that. um, (laughs) Okay. But but I'll let our listeners know that she is very – that is a very modest answer because she is a very modest person despite – all of her accomplishments, and as she did mention, um, there are not a lot of female drummers out there, but she certainly holds it down uh, for the females. So um, we thank God for her gift to the music ministry as well. So um, we could go several different ways, but um, what does it mean to you? Um, You talked about um, coming from a Christian environment and, you know, seeking higher education. So what does it mean to you first to be a Christian? Well, it began once I transitioned to college where I kind of came into my identity and learned my own voice in God's kingdom. And so individuality is important to being a Christian because we're many members of one body, as the scripture says. So your role as a Christian may not be the role that I need to fulfill, but that's the area of your strength and your portion. 
And so I had to learn how to be myself. I had to learn what was it that I am supposed to be doing. Um, and so being a Christian is individuality, in my opinion, just knowing your own sound, knowing um, your own contribution, knowing your own worth in God and what he has charged you to do. So Christianity is a faith individualistic walk in which you have to know uh, your marching orders and they have to come from God. Well said. So um, one thing you said about being an individual and so many people um, have trouble with um, being an individual, even within uh, Christianity or as well as the world at large. So many people suffer from, you know, identity problems and it's certainly an obstacle obstacle and a challenge especially when you're out there in the um in the real world and there are so many things that can challenge your faith or uh challenge your integrity as who you are so um how do we overcome or what are some of the ways and that we can um overcome those young people can uh minorities can overcome all the obstacles and challenges that they face um Good question. Um, More importantly, just to note that who you are as an individual is the answer to a lot of the problems that are around us. Um, You are the answer. You have the answer. As a believer of Christ, you carry Christ in you, which is the answer. Um, I know the songwriter penned, Jesus is the answer for the world today. So if you carry the answer, then what you're called to do in your arena, whether it be at your job, Um, your school setting, even in your community as a neighbor, who you are in God is the answer to the needs that are around you, which inadvertently is the reason why you're there. Um, Nothing happens by chance. Nothing happens by happenstance. Everything is in order. Uh, God is a God of order. And so we have to remember that where we are in life is according to the outline and the guidelines of God's written destiny for each and every one of us, whether we want to obey or not, the will of the Lord will be performed. And so ministering and talking and encouraging to young people and even all age groups, I employ them to have a knowledge of self. And the knowledge of self is when you know your purpose. And when you know your purpose, it doesn't matter what's coming on social media. It doesn't matter what's going across the ticket of a, you know, amazing arena, whatever platform that you're positioned to or in front of, You know who you are, so it doesn't matter what's being said. The only thing that at a disadvantage is if you didn't know who you were, because when you don't know who you are and you don't know what your purpose is, that's when you become prey to all of these different nuances that are going on around us. And so the identity crisis comes because you don't know who you are and you lack a knowledge of self. And so this is why one week, brother so-and-so is doing this endeavor and then the next week he's doing this endeavor and there's no consistency there's no lineage uh, there's no fruit because the roots are not in the right soil so the reason why we can see ourselves not being what we're satisfied with is because we're not fulfilling our purpose we're not walking in our own individuality and we're not embracing our difference and so it's important to look at the life of christ as an example to be the perfect example, no matter where he went, his swag was the same. No matter where he went, his message did not change. No matter where he went, he was Jesus the Christ, son of the living God. And so we have to remember wherever we go, are we the same? Wherever we're placed, 
are we having the same message? Whatever it is that we're objecting to do, are we keeping up with the last thing that we said? This is how you grow into your own identity. This is how you grow into your own purpose. And this is how you do not fall prey to the systemic devices that are around us as a people. Very well um, put. And like you said, um, we have to uh, maintain some type of consistency and um, balance um, as pertains to who we are and who we are in God, more importantly. Um, So let's talk about uh, ministry. So being a young woman, minority in this uh, large world, and uh, how do you find your place in ministry with all the things that are going on as far as pertains to um, academics and education, how do you how do you meet that balance? And you kind of alluded to it before, but how do you how do you put God into what you do? Good question because I get asked that question a lot. <laughs> um, but my methodology, um, what works for me, um, is legit prayer and reading, and so. The Bible tells us that, you know, our people perish because of a lack of knowledge um, and that Satan would gain an advantage over us if we are ignorant to his devices. And so I find it to be a blessing for me to have a knowledge of this world system as well as a knowledge of the heavenly system. And so in ways in where I can either find myself moving in and out of the two without losing my giftedness, my anointing, my strength in God, I always read and I always pray. And so the things that I read, I make sure that they're not contrary to the voice that God has given me. I also make sure that when I'm praying, I'm being intentional and diligent about what it is that I'm saying to the Lord because I need clarity in order to navigate in this everyday world, which is very, very large in respects, but in relations to community, it is very small. So I definitely take a lot of literature in. Being an educator, it's just normal for me to read all the time. Um, And also being a doctoral candidate, I'm always reading material. But being that I am a ministry gift predominantly, I always make sure that I coincide with the scriptures. And what we find now today in society is that people are taking more of a appreciation and validity in the secular world than we do in the spiritual world. And so this is why the body of believers are kind of in between and what is actually the balance. And I think the balance is Christ, because in the book of Colossians, it says that God is before all things and by him, all things consist. So if we know that he is before everything we're going to do, and it is by him that the things that we see are in cycles, um, because there's nothing new under the sun, then we have to give credence to where the validity lies the most, and that is with the kingdom of God. And so if you want to stay balanced, you have to be connected to the one that created every single thing that we're embarking upon, every single thing that we desire. If he's the one that's going to give us our heart's desires, it would be our desire to stay in relationship with him. It would be our desire to make sure we're in communication with him. And the best way to know where to go and what to do is through prayer. 
I believe God would give us what we want if we would ask him first. I believe that God would grant us the answer if we would have just asked him in the first place. And so it's so ideal for me that in all that I'm doing, that I make sure that Christ is the center and that I don't forget that he made me what I am and he has the answer and there is an expected end and he knows what that is. And so that allows me to move and to live and to exist freely without the systemic oppression against women, without the governmental demise that's happening within our religious sectors, um, without the financial limitations uh, that may be abreast right now in our society. But I know who is my real source, and I know who is the source of all resources. And so I give credence and validity to the Spirit of God because that is what has guided me and grounded me thus far. And I would be remiss to go in opposite direction or to think otherwise. Well said. And um, like you said, um, we started out saying about prayer and reading. And I mm-hmm. think that I found that a general theme and I did, we did do, do a series with educators and we, uh-huh. we talked about prayer and that seemed to be a, well, prayer is a universal um you can't have a relationship with God without talking to him. So Correct. prayer is your, your communication with God. But it's when people verbalize the fact that um, prayer is key, it certainly makes a world of difference because um, there's so many uh, places that we aren't allowed to. Uh, we talked about how prayer no longer publicly exists in school um, officially. Right. And I, I came across an article, um, I was reading it the other day, um, something about somebody was trying to actually work on uh, putting it back. I actually post, reposted it on Facebook about getting prayer yeah. into school, which, which is, a, yeah. are you familiar with that article as well? Yes, yes, I am. Uh, uh, do you want to say something about it? Uh, yeah, I think it's a, a great idea. Um, I also think that we shouldn't put credence on something that, um, is systemically limiting. So, for for example, just because the school doesn't permit prayer, that doesn't actually mean that prayer is overall abolished. I think exactly. sometimes people take um, a news listing or a law uh, or, or a form of legalism, and we just paint the rest of our faith as such. And so just because tuition is not welcoming to prayer, that does not mean that you shouldn't pray. Um, And then that would also surmise possibly that Christians are inferring that because prayer is out of school, that that's the only means in which we can reach God is through the educational volume of prayer. You can pray anywhere, anytime, any way. We are in tune by way of the Holy Spirit, which is all powerful, all seeing and all knowing, and it has a way of the Holy Spirit has a way of guiding us even in the schools. And so just because there's a law written about it, that does not mean that we should not be praying. Um, the prayers of the righteous avail of much. And that means it doesn't matter what legalistic principle is in place in society. We supersede that entity because God sits high and looks low and heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. And so we have to remember that, even though there's a law, that does not mean that it exiles the identity and the validity of Christ. So I do challenge the notion of, well, prayer is out of school, and that's why this is happening. I then 
want to charge those um, who are bodies of believers, how are you praying about this? When did you pray about this? Um, is this a part of your prayer routine? How do you um, address this? Not necessarily the focus of it not being open, but how are you addressing this in your prayer life? And so I don't want to put too much onus of this topic on the law and the legalities because it's not their job to be receptive um, to the omniscience of Christ. Um, it's for us that carry him in the earth to be obedient and to continue to serve and to continue uh, to permeate through these ways, because that's how the wonder of Christ is revealed through us in the earth. And the way that heaven is set up, in order for us to get those results, we have to pray. And in order for us to get those answers, we have to pray. It's a spiritual dynamic here. It's not something um, that flesh and blood can see right away, but the manifestation mm -hmm. can be seen when we're in obedience to the Spirit. So those were my observations in reading it and just overall hearing about it throughout the ages at this point, um, being an right. educator and also being a woman of faith. And, and we should be um, your first obligation. Um, if you are sending your child to school, as a parent or guardian, um, it's your obligation to pray at home before you go anywhere. You shouldn't be looking uh, to the uh, school <laughs> to, for for prayer. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. um, also the Clark sisters, I believe it was the Clark sisters says, "Song, Lord, give me a praying spirit." Um, so you know we should turn within ourselves wherever we could be in a crowded stadium and be uh, praying within our hearts or with yeah. in our spirit, um, praying. To, um, because that we should have that type of relationship with God that people cannot limit uh, your location because it's a spiritual thing. So um, we do thank God that we are able to uh, pray within ourselves at any time and we can talk to God at any time and any way. And it's not about um, what you uh, see people doing uh, physically. Um, because even Jesus made a reference to the heathens that are praying publicly so that everybody yes. can see them. So it's not about what yeah. people can see. It's not about the prayers that people see. It's about the prayers that they don't see sometimes. So um, that's a great observation. I didn't mean to go that way, but it just came out. So um, <laughs> we, <all> right. <laughs> we do want to take a break. Um, this song uh, says Redeem Jonathan Nelson, and we're going to come back and talk about that. Uh, once again, our special guest today is Minister Shana Ute, and we're talking about being young, successful, and kingdom-minded. And if perhaps you missed the first part, uh, you can also, we challenge you to go back and listen at any time because this uh, show is archived and all our shows are archived. Uh, our call-in number is 619-924-0800 if you would like to call in and shout us out. Jonathan Nelson, Redeemed. Stay tuned. And be blessed. We'll be right back. No more chains are holding me. I'm free. Y'all think y'all got that out there? Come on, everybody say, I am free. I am free. Hey. Glory to God. Say it, church. I am free. No more chains. No more chains are holding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm free. I'm free. I just need. 
need you just to catch a hold of that and release it in the atmosphere. Y'all got it, say it. Say it, church, I am. Minister, you'd say this song redeemed is actually uh, your one of your choices. Um, what does that song mean to you? To the list, should, what should it mean to our listeners? Uh, it should mean that you're free and that there isn't any systemic construct that the government, society, social limitations that are in existence should hinder your ability to be free your ability to know that you have been redeemed, that you have been forgiven, and that every day is legit a new mercy for you because God has granted you life, health, and strength. And because you live in him, there is no one or no thing that can stop you from being your best self because you have been redeemed and the price has been paid. And there's no option that the world can offer you to supersede the redemptive power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that song should mean that to you. And for overall, that song means that for me. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, sometimes we do get caught up in the music and everything like that. But um, music should have a message and there should be something that we uh, learn. And it certainly should uh, exemplify Christ in some way, hopefully. Um, but that's another yeah. story. So uh, <laughs> we're we grateful that you're back here in the studio. So we've uh, just a recap. We are talking about being young, successful, and kingdom-minded. Um, as I mentioned, one of our um, scriptures, uh, the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33 to 
God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. So when we look at that scripture uh, pertaining to uh, God's kingdom and the topic for today, what would you like to say about the kingdom and being successful? Yes, yes. Your own words. (laughs) Yes, being successful. Um, The kingdom of God is freeing and it's liberating. Um, You know, in this climate that we're in, Jesus is justice. Um, He is social justice. Um, He died for the sins of the world. And so he is inclusive. Um, He is considerate. Um, He is also all-knowing. And so he knows the beginning and the end because he's Alpha and the Omega. And so all of these things and more are represented of the kingdom. And we have to understand in our natural physicality, we may not be able to grasp it all, but know that all good and perfect things come from up above from the father of lights. And so when you think of the kingdom, you think about all those good and perfect things that have happened in our lives, those good and perfect things that we desire that comes from up above, that comes from the kingdom. And so it will behoove us to make sure that while we're down here in this temporary society called the world, uh, called earth, called uh, land, what we walk on, We're not limited to this construct. We're spirit beings living in a shell. And so while we're living from day to day, we want to make sure that we're experiencing kingdom. And we want to make sure that we're living for kingdom. And so we know that there are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of light and there's the kingdom of darkness. And so we have to know which one that we are responsive to. And the kingdom of God is the one that I hope that we all are living towards or living for and understanding that that's where we are uh, supposed to be going at the end of this life down here. And the kingdom of God is rich. The kingdom of God is whole. The kingdom of God is well. And the kingdom of God is good. And all of those things is exactly what God and, and Jesus died for, for us to have. For us to prosper, be in good health, that we would have great expectations of what is to come and not to be sad and despondent and to be low down and to be downtrodden. That's not our portion. And if you're there at some point, just know that it won't last forever and that it's going to teach you something so that when you're on the other side, you can appreciate the kingdom even more. And so the kingdom of God is great. And we shouldn't lose sight of that, regardless of what's going on down here. This isn't the kingdom. But we can experience kingdom while we're down here. Wow, that's that's uh, awesome. And that is very true because um, the world in so many ways <clears throat> offers so many things, but it's very little uh, mention of uh, kingdom or even actually, you know, in our messages, uh, in in you know in the churches and not to knock any church or anyone's preaching style, um, a lot of times we forget uh, about God's kingdom, about the afterlife here, and also we forget about living abundant life here. Um, we get sidetracked with so many things in our yes. messages, and we don't take a holistic approach um, to ministry. That's true. That's true. And um, one of our uh, Sunday school teachers at my church was a guest here. Uh, Reverend uh, Mays always tells us that salvation is comprehensive. 
So it should yes. cover everything. And That's um, right. I'm, I'm just an advocate uh, for that, uh, that, you know, our lives should be holistic. You know, we don't have to, as you said, we don't have to be down and out. And if, if we are, certainly Christ uh, came to uh, give us life and have, have give it to us more abundantly. So um, that is, that true. is That's right. awesome what you said um, about uh, the kingdom. Um, because we get we get lost in a lot of things like, you know, so right now we, we talk about what's trendy. So right now the government is shut down. So we jump on the yes. bandwagon, the government yes. is shut down, blah, 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 blah. Forget about the economy and, of God. That's right. Yes, we go on and on about it and forget that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and they that dwell therein, you know. And That's we right. forget that, right. that God, the heart of the king is in the hand of God. So we just go on and on and on about it. What day are we up to? We up to day 20 something now, you know, I'm like, okay, let's get over right. it already. You know, yeah. um, God, and what day did you pray about the matter? <laughs> what number are you up to? <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, we have to, and I think you alluded to that earlier in one of your comments that we have to be careful that we don't jump on the world's bandwagons because there are um, so many out there. Um, yeah, I do. It's very true. Yes, our hour is drawing to an end, and I didn't um, give you time to. Um, is there anybody that you'd like to shout out um, on this afternoon, or um, you want to tell us uh, our listeners about something on your upcoming itinerary? Because I know that you are busy like every day. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I don't have an itinerary every day, but it does. It does come, and it's. It's really heavy when it comes. So uh, just yesterday I did uh, finished a presentation workshop for the Pastors and Leadership Conference at the Greater Allen Cathedral of New York, um, and where I covered a topic about uh, the concept of the millennial and the church. And so I do want to shout out uh, the Greater Allen Cathedral for having me back um, once again and to talk about the holistic approach to ministry and specifically working with youth and young adults. And so um, that just happened last night. Uh, Today, actually, um, I will be uh, participating in an organization's outreach event called uh, My Brother's Keeper. And uh, this organization does talk about holistic and uh, clear-cut solutions for problems that are happening within the black community, and they are faith-based and faith-enriched. And so that will be happening today, actually, in the city. Uh, the location is 4179 Broadway. If you have any, come by and check us out. Um, the topic is Understanding My Identity and Purpose Workshop. And so I will be one of the presenters there. It will begin at 3, and uh, it is located in Soho, if I'm not mistaken. That's the area. It's near NYU, long, uh, New York University. Um, so that will be happening today. And then I have some other endeavors coming up. You can uh, follow me on Instagram uh, for those updates at Shana Yutse. That's S-H-A-N-A-E-U-T-S-A-Y. Um, you can also f- find me on Facebook. Uh, same name as well. No special hashtags. But um, if anything, I do have updates that are uploaded there. And um, I will be at Keystone College um, coming up very soon. 
Um, I will be back as well at the Greater Allen Cathedral for their women's conference um, and a whole bunch of other events that are coming up. So I'm just really grateful that God is allowing me to take my research and the things that I'm learning uh, as a student to come into the faith community and to bring everything together. And so I'm just really excited about that. I do want to thank God for my my home church, my pastors, and uh, my family, uh, my pastor. My church is uh, I Am The Way Church of Christ, which is located in Brooklyn, New York, on Saratoga Avenue, uh, where Pastor Liverman is the pastor. Uh, First Lady is our evangelist, Liverman, and my grandmother is actually the assistant pastor, uh, Dr. Marie Wright. So um, I do want to shout them out because I'm always in and out, and they're very supportive of that. And I'm just really grateful to God, my father, my king, my savior, the one that gives me the grace and the strength to do all of these things. So those are my shout outs and my updates. And I hope to see you all soon um, at some of those locations and some of those events. Yes. So um, we thank God for all those doors that he has in is opening in your life. And we know that your gifts will make room for you and bring me bring you before great men as the bible says and certainly um you don't have to look for anywhere to go but people will look for us if they need us and um we thank god we know that you're prepared to go all these places that um you do go so um thank you for uh sharing with us on this afternoon taking time out of your busy schedule i just have one more um question before i'm gonna let you um close out in prayer um how with all with an extensive schedule like this, how do you find the time? Because I have trouble finding time to do everything that I need to do. It's just not enough hours in a day. How do you find maybe you can help somebody else that's listening? How do you find <laughs> the time? <laughs> because I'm looking for time myself. How do you find the time, uh, manage this extensive schedule and still be well prepared and study and pray? Well, first, we know that you do study and pray first because we know that you're prepared. But how do you find the time for all of this? Um, I make time for it. It's not about finding time in all frankness. I just do it. Um, I have um, a full schedule. I do work full time. I'm also a student, and I do have ministry engagements and public speaking opportunities. So what I do is I make sure I do what I can. And so I do practice the word no. If I can't do it, I can't do it. Um, And I do refer others. So if I'm asked to do something, I will share that I am available. And if I'm not, I do let them know that I'm not available. Um, My priorities are what I own on in first. And my priorities right now, uh, more than anything, is making sure that I complete this doctoral degree. The other thing is I make sure that I'm well prepared for my job, my place of employment. Um, And then we go down the line. And so all of these things that you see me do are just the accoutrements of me making sure that I took care of my priorities. Um, I always pray. I always find time to read and dedicate. I'm always in fellowship and communion with God. So that is never, ever cut out. That is always a priority. So um, I would suggest for anyone just practice prioritizing. What's really your main uh, objective? And only do those things that are coinciding with that objective. 
And so a lot of what I'm doing is related to my research. Um, A lot of the ministry endeavors that I do is a part of my call. It's a part of my work as a minister. And I make sure that just as I'm on point in the secular and other arenas, I make sure that I'm on point with my priorities. So I make sure that I'm at work on time. I make sure that I perform with a spirit of excellence because I'm a representative of Christ. Everybody knows I'm a Christian. And then also I make sure that when I'm doing these kinds of platforms that I have the same uh, impact, enthusiasm, and I just schedule myself. So don't take on something that you cannot handle and be humble enough and okay to say I cannot. So this is what I practice that allows me to do these things and God has gifted me to be able to do them. Um, There hasn't been a time where I've overbooked myself or double booked. I do not think that that's a good thing to do. I understand sometimes people are just very eager and interested to do everything, but you cannot, you have to share. Um, So I would encourage one not to double book themselves. I would encourage someone not to try to fit something in just be honest and say, I cannot, and uh, I'll pick it up on the next go-around if you're doing it again, or I have to make sure that my priorities are in order. Let me get back to you. So those are some of the ways in which I'm able to keep a calendar but also stay balanced at the same time. Okay. Well, once again, we thank God for you. We thank God for all our listeners. We invite you to tune in to Global Gospel every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And certainly if you just just if you're just tuning in uh, immediately following the show, you can go back and uh, listen in uh, to all that our special guest minister Shana Yutse has shared with us about being young, successful and kingdom minded. And we will have to uh, have you back as a guest when you are doctor, if not for them, <laughs> if the Lord says yes, the same. And I'm, yes, I'm yes. sure that's an amazing journey. Uh, yes, and it a is. story <laughs> in itself. Uh, yes. But uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you can uh, close us out in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for this opportunity to come together by way of Global Gospel Network. We thank you for the many streams of which this word and message will travel. We thank you for being the center of our lives and the grounding of our fortress. We thank you, God, that we reside and abide in you. We thank you, God, for the opportunity for our minds to be elevated, for our thoughts to be elevated. We thank you, God, for nurturing us and covering us in your love. We thank you, God, even once more and again for an opportunity of life. We thank you for health and strength. We thank you, God, for fortifying our faith. Even after this broadcast, we are now walking away with an understanding of who we are, an empowerment of what you've already gave us, even at birth. We thank you, God, that even in our Christian walk, in our faith walk, that we will not be dismayed, that we will not give up, that we will not turn our backs on the truth, and that we will stand tall and flat-footed in your promises. We thank you, God, that your promises are yea and amen. We thank you, God, that we will continue to grow and stand sure in you. We thank you, God, that we will carry your light, for you have allowed us to know you and to know you for who you truly are. And in that, God, we are grateful that we have fellowship with you, that we have relationship with you, and that we can commune with you on a daily basis. We thank you, God, for fortifying us against even right now the wicked ways of our enemy that will come to stifle our growth, that will come to stifle our progress, our processes. We thank you, God, 
for you are a God of time, for everything works well in your favor and in your timing, and so that we will be the blessed recipients of that. And we thank you, God, and we surrender and submit everything to you. We will no longer pray and worry. We will no longer submit our request to you and walk away despondent, for we know that you are a God of truth, and we know that you are the true and loving God, and that all will be well, because it is written in your word. We thank you right now, God, that as we continue throughout this day, that you would be with us, that your angels of mercy would continue to carry us, and that you would continue to download us with answers and give us prophetic insight on our next move that we should make, and knowing that the enemy is always lurking, but that we are we are forced to be reckoned with through your power and through your blood and through your redeeming blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for it right now. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless. I know your skies are dark You think the sun won't shine In case you don't know But the word of God is true And everything he promised He will do it for you That's the reason I say Where you are. 